Welcome back everyone to the 5th episode of New Brew Podcast Featuring myself, Usman and What's going on guys, it's Hassan here Of course we let the caffeine kick in before reality does Ooh, And we got a special guest today We got a mm-hmm. super producer whose rap sheet includes some of your favorite artists French Montana, G-Unit, Belly, P-Rain, Joe Budden and so, so many more Yeah, He's also got his hands in so many other things, investment companies And he's currently trading cryptocurrency as well Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Staffs. Hey. hey, what's up, guys? How no. you doing? Chill, man. What about you? Good, How's everything? Good morning and good afternoon. <laughs> good morning and good afternoon. <laughs> Slept in a little bit, but oh, we're good. good. We made it. We're safe. Yeah, you're preaching to the choir, bro. It's a, <laughs> it's a Saturday night thing. <laughs> yeah. Yo, how'd you get uh, involved in cryptocurrency? How does that work? The music. Shit. Um, how did I get involved? So. It really doesn't have anything to do with the music industry. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but uh, um, my boy Mac, he used to buy beats off me all the time. And I remember he came to me. Um, he came to me in like 2013, 2012, 2013, like when Bitcoin was like $50 a coin. Yeah. Mm. Don't even get me started on that. And uh, and he would just tell me, but he's like, yo, man, you should buy Bitcoin, man. It's, yo, it used to be, it used to be $10. Now it's 50 and I'm like, uh, okay. I didn't I understand it, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. and at the time I was making like all my money off music, yeah, yeah. and like just you know fucking Twitter up and shit. So, um, yeah, so that happened, and then a couple years goes by. Now it's like 2014, 2015, and now Bitcoin's four hundred dollars a coin. Right, that was and and he hits me up and he's like, Yo, man, you gotta buy Bitcoin. I'm telling you, you should buy Bitcoin. And I'm just like, I'm still, you know, and at this time, I'm making way more money than I was making off the music because yeah. I had this uh, this Instagram service. Right, right. Uh, Famegram. Yeah. Famegram, iGrowth, the same thing, just changed the name. Yeah. And then, um, you know, still didn't get involved. This is like 2014, 15. And then I, and then I saw the run to 20,000 US yeah, like that the, at the end of 2017. And then um, that was when I was like, okay. I, I could have easily made myself a multi multi oh. multi multi millionaire if mm-hmm. I just like listen to this guy. Because yeah. there was like, because when I was doing the Instagram service, I was doing like ten thousand dollars a week like coming in. Yeah. So, um, so I could have easily bought like seven hundred bitcoins, like, <laughs> right? Like and Jeez. not even felt it. Like right. easily bought that. Like I could have bought a bitcoin every day. Yeah. I remember like, that as well, know, bro. Because yeah. I remember um, back when I was uh, in twenty thirteen, there was a company called Bitgold. They uh-huh. used to do um, like they used to trade gold for cryptocurrency, yeah. and yeah. they reached out to me. They're like, you know, buy it right now, whatever, and do a sponsored post for us on Instagram because I had a lot of followers at that mm-hmm. point. And I was like, I don't know, right? Because I'm no, like, because no one knew what it <laughs> yeah. was. No I'm like, what, what is it? What is it? Like, what digital money? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, aren't we not already doing yeah. that? <laughs> I have email money transfers. <laughs> I have, you know, like I have a PayPal account. It's like it's nothing to do with that. Like, yeah. you know, like it w- it's just. Um, yeah, man, it just uh, it just went crazy, and yeah, so so the end of 2017, I uh, uh, my boy Mario, shout out to Mario, he um, he got me involved in like day trading, so he showed me about like Binance and yeah, yeah. and uh, and different like how to how to get a wallet, how to do all that stuff. But I mean, obviously by that time, by 2017, 18, it was like really advanced, mm-hmm. and um, you know everyone was trying to get in. Some people got in too late, and all that other stuff, and then. Um, and then I just saw, I got in late and I lost like a bunch of money. And, well not lost a bunch of money, I 
bought a bunch of Bitcoin and then it went down in value. So yeah. the amount of Bitcoin I had still stayed, stayed, stayed the same, but, the value. but it just wasn't as valuable as it was when I bought it. So I hate losing. Yeah. I, I, not, I feel the same way. <laughs> I'm just, I hate losing, like, just, I hate losing money. I hate losing, just losing anything. No, I, I, hate, get that. I hate losing my keys. Yes. Like, I hate losing <laughs> my phone. I hate losing anything. Just we people. All do. Yeah, literally, just, it's like, it's, I, I have a general distaste for losing things. Yeah. Right. So I get frustrated, you know, so, um, so that happened. And then, uh, yeah. And then I just was like, okay, the only how that I can make myself feel better about losing the value of the Bitcoin, which was completely out of my control is if I increase the amount of Bitcoin that I have. And I was like, I don't know how far down this is going to go. So yeah. I don't want to buy anymore. Why don't I just learn how to trade right. so I can increase, I can increase the amount of Bitcoin that I have, but without spending any money yeah really. for sure i could just trade and if i learn how to trade i'm like oh there's lots of people that trade it's easy it's not easy it's not it's, easy it's hard as fuck and um so it was super difficult and then um yeah i i lost more money you know learning how to trade like just try just you know getting in at the wrong time being you, you, so you traded between cryptocurrencies or yeah like, like just trading emotionally uh yeah. and there's all there's whole there's a whole bunch of crypto right reading the market there's like hundreds right. of them so i'm like so i'm trading one against the other and i'm just like oh like you know and i'm i'm basically trying to short bitcoin because when you short bitcoin you increase the amount of of the coin that you're actually holding if that makes yeah. sense anyway yeah. so um yeah so i tried to do that and yeah, I lost more, and then I just, you know, I, and then I just got better. I met people that also traded, people that were involved in Forex and left Forex to trade crypto, people that were in uh, futures trading, options trading, and stock trading, yeah. and left all that to go to crypto, and I just learned off those people. And then, um, and then last spring, no, actually, no, this time last year, I met a guy, um, his name is Nick, and he lived in Chicago, and... Um, his okay so his girlfriend is friends with a girl that I know that's from here anyways so I used to talk to a girl she went to school in Toronto and she both she was from Chicago so one time she had a party yeah. in Chicago and I happened to be in Chicago at the time doing music so I went to this party and I met this guy named Nick who's her best friend's boyfriend whatever yeah. but he's like super heavy into like making money online all this other stuff so, me and him kick it off because I make all my money on the internet, like and have been since yeah. you know since two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. So it's all I'm like all PayPal, e-commerce, you know, click funnels, all that shit. That's True. that's my shit. Uh, social media, whatever. So he's like you know big on Amazon, uh, you know, really big on e-commerce and stuff like that or whatever. And and that he's in that world, and he was also um, a stock trader. And he was really good at coding and stuff like that or whatever. So he would make indicators on trading view mm. and sell them for the money and like whatever. He would like charge people to talk to him um, yeah. and stuff like that. Anyway, so he's like, yo, I'll, sh I'll show you how to trade. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll show you. I'll, sh I'll give you my indicators and whatever, whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. And then I would like go into like Discord groups and like Telegram groups and like just chat rooms and just try to find people that knew how to trade. Because in my head, I'm like, I know how to make money, right? But I'm... The type of person that I am, I'm going to spend it until I don't have any more, unless <laughs> unless I find a way to flip it. To flip and it. like, and I'm like, I could buy property, but 
that's a slow burn. Like right. It's, right. It's, right. you can make money on it, but it takes a you a while. It's, it takes yeah. you a while. So you know you got to wait years and stuff like that or whatever, and you have to have like you know steady tenants if you're going right. to be a landlord, and that's a whole that's a fucking headache and a yeah, half being a, a landlord. Trust yeah. me, like <laughs> sh- I have food property, bro. It's a, it's a shit it's a shit show dealing with some tenants. Right? There's good tenants, and then there's because they have because they have great because they have. They're protected. Uh, they have a lot of rights, and they can just squat in your house and live right. there for three yeah, and not leave true. and not give you shit. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and I'm just like, that's not cool. Like, that's again, I hate losing. So, right. <laughs> um, and I'm like, okay, well, what can I invest in? I'm like, am I gonna do stocks? I'm like, the dividends are like so low, like three percent, five percent a year, mm-hmm. of like what of like whatever stock it is. And I'm just like, mm. and then on top of that, I'm like, I don't want to give my money to anybody because I don't right. have to give it to a broker. Right. Exactly. Right? So I'm like, fuck that. And then. um so I'm like, okay, if I learn how to do either forex trading, which I thought was like super super risky, because I understood it, but like, it's not like, how do I say, it's, it was a little bit more complicated as far as trading as yeah, it goes right, than yeah, with yeah, yeah. cryptocurrency, because with cryptocurrency it's like entirely based off of greed, and it's <laughs> a lot easier to read the market, yeah. um, whereas with the dollar it's like based off of so many things it's like it's political like, it's socioeconomic like, yeah, issues yeah. and all that yeah, yeah, yeah just like you know the the gdp yeah. and like it's based off all these things you got like and and um but with bitcoin it's like you know it's like the wild Wild west right so i was like okay i met this guy named gishi gishi is from the philippines and he he had a death in his family where he got like a lot. He probably got like two or three hundred thousand dollars. Um, bought Bitcoin with all of it, learned how to trade or whatever, yeah. and now he has a trading portfolio of like over ten million dollars. So he does like he does like five to ten percent return on his money every month. So he makes five hundred thousand to a million dollars a month. Oh my God. I'll give you that. Day trading on his cell phone. How'd you meet this guy? Like through online? Literally or in a little, like in a Telegram group. In a Telegram group. Because uh-huh. I would just, I would be like, yo, who, I would ask very specific questions. I'm like, yeah. who is making money trading? Like who is? Right. And can show me, like can, and is, yeah. and can prove it. Because if you can prove it, I will give you $20,000 right now to show me how to do that shit. Yeah. Because if yeah. I get 5% interest on my money a month, I will be retired by, in like fucking three years I'll be yeah, retired. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. With what I had saved or whatever. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, all right. So, yeah, so I met up with him. Dude barely spoke English. And we just did, like, a bunch of Skype sessions and stuff like that. And I just used, between the indicators that I had, that I got from Nick and 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 Gishi, Gishi showed me, here's a crazy thing that he does. He found a way to connect other people's Binance accounts, like trading accounts, to, to his. So people's trades would automatically copy his trades. Oh, and so then he would, mimic. Yeah, so... So he could basically make you money with money that you put into account without giving him any money at all, without giving him any capital. Uh, so his account would just copy yours. And then he would charge people 1500 a month, literally. Charge people 1500 a month just to like... Just for one just, click. Just, just, for, just to have your account copy his because yeah. he was really good. Yeah. He would do like... He would do a 1% trade in a day and laugh about it. Jeez. He'd be like, yeah, I made 100000 today. Like in my bed, and then I jerked off, and went back to sleep. Like, what is wrong with you, bro? Like, this guy's living a life. <laughs> Yo, but he's crazy. He's crazy. Like this guy's absurdly rich. Like, and he's younger than me. It's like it's Jeez. it's crazy. I'm 35. He's like not even 30. And he just he just flies around the world and just 
does whatever he wants and because there's bitcoin atms everywhere yeah doesn't pay taxes like he's crazy because he just goes to a bitcoin atm and takes out two grand spends it does it again because he can make a hundred grand in a day yeah man that's crazy yeah man but I'm pretty you sure uh, up to that point, it took a lot for him to kind of get to that point. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, but he started with 300K. So right. That's a little bit different. But the fact that, but he's, so you have to understand, he has people transferring, transferring. He had like 200 people giving him So he has like a he, cryptocurrency hedge fund that he's running, almost. Yeah, but it's like on his phone. Yeah, on his <laughs> He has no staff, no lawyer. Well, there's no overhead. No overhead, there's, there's no, no office. <laughs> he's not even incorporated. Probably not. I <laughs> highly doubt that. And he's just like a guy, and he's like this little short, fat Asian dude from the Philippines, and you would have no idea, like just looking at him, he looks like a bum because he doesn't care. He's loaded. Yeah. He can go to Walmart and buy everything, like, <laughs> you know, like he doesn't care. And it's just like he doesn't have the, he doesn't have Instagram, like he just doesn't he doesn't just living in the side. I mean, at that point, I'd be like, I really don't care for that either. Like Instagram, social media, I'd be like, yeah, because yeah. he can. It's like why? Yeah, exactly why. You know, he's he's been rich for, what, like two years, I guess? I mean, in the beginning, he was like, yeah, look at what I can do. And then it just got annoying for him because like, yeah. he would make friends and they would be like, oh, like, give me money. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Whatever, you know? So Let me get on it. Let me get on this. Yeah, so. Did you ever have to deal with that in your life? Like fake friends that like uh, mm, go near you just because of uh, the no, list not, that you have? Not really. I A lot of my friends have more money than me. Like yeah, most of my friends yeah. have more than I do. <laughs> yeah, so and honestly, I don't really have like. Person. I mean, I mean, yeah. There's guys that are like, oh, like you know, put me on, like yeah. whatever the case may be. But then I charge them for that shit. So yeah. it's like I'm like, yeah, sure, like I'll help you out, but it's gonna, you know, it's gonna cost. Just yeah. you like, if I have to sit here and like you know teach you how to make beats or something like that, Obviously. just give me money. Like yeah, I, yeah. you know, my time costs. Like, exactly. I, I can get the money back. Well. Like, if I lose money, I don't mind losing money. I hate when people waste my time. Mm. Like, that's just, I was late two hours. Like, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I just, I'm very, very, um, I'm very, very time sensitive just no, because no, no, no. I, I wasted a lot of it. And, you know, anyways, uh, the Bitcoin thing. Yeah. So he, so Gishi showed me that and then, you know, came back to Toronto, whatever. And um, I learned how to basically, he showed me how to connect people's accounts to mine. To the Binance, yeah. And then, um, and then that just kind of turned into, I just turned it into a business. So I'm like, okay, let me get a hundred people to sign up for my service. I'm not going to charge them a monthly fee. Um, I'm just going to get them to give me half of whatever money that I make them. So let's say you have $2,000. Yeah. If I do 10% return or whatever profit trading in a month or whatever, that's Mm -hmm. $2,200. The $200 that you make, you split with me. If I have 100 people, I get $100 from 100 people yeah. every month, which is like $10,000 a month for me to basically just trade my own money. And that's just off, that's off their money. Yeah. That's not even off that's mine. Not even that's off just off theirs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so if I have 100 grand of my own money, that's another $10,000. Right. So now I have $10,000 a month worth of crypto that I'm getting and then another 10 from my clients. And their m- money, whether they put money in there or not, yeah. I'm only taking half of the profits or whatever. I'm still leaving money in there. So the money that I'm leaving in there, that 5% that they're getting every month is compounding. It's compounding, yeah. If you compound 6% interest a month for a year, your money doubles. Jeez. And yeah. if you do it for 40 months, you add a zero on the end. So if you have $4,000, after 40 months yeah. at 6% interest, it's 40000 After another 40 months at 6% interest, it's 400000 400, Yeah. So if I do that with 100 people for like, Three years, four years, my trading account or whatever is going to start at like what, two million, 
or no, sorry, it's gonna start at about two hundred thousand. Yeah. Two thousand dollars times a hundred people, right? Yeah. So after six percent interest, if I yeah. do six percent interest average, six percent interest a month for forty months, my trading portfolio will be two million dollars. I get five percent of that a month. What is that? Five percent of two million? Yeah. It's a hundred thousand dollars. It's a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, hundred thousand? Yeah. That's forty months from right now. Hundred thousand dollars. Jeez. Holy shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But compound. Yeah. The compound, compound interest is a key word. Yeah. yeah. So I won't have to that's again, I'm a, I have seventeen people. So this year by the end my goal for this year is to get to hundred people. So you started this this year, right? I started this last year you said. in April of last year, or whatever, but I was lazy and I was I was doing a whole bunch of other things. Yeah. But this year I was like, I am not going to do anything else. I'm not gonna make music. I'm not gonna do anything else. I'm so just you going to you still have music or Well I can't do both. No, no, I get it's that. Full time job, that. right? Because if I'm making music, then it's like that. It's like one's gonna slip. So I'm like, something's gotta give, right? Yeah. yeah. You don't want to half-ass either of them. You'd rather want to like, f- uh, like laser well, focus I, on one. Well, not only that, but I don't want to be in the studio like you know ten hours, right. and then go and then go stare at another screen and trade. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like it's just it's like that. I have to like it's like I don't want to. It's like all right, cool. I can make beats for six hours and then trade for six hours, but I'm just like, yo, you know what? I can very, very realistically see Bitcoin making me millions and millions of dollars for the rest of my life. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't see that as confidently and as clearly with, with music, music, even though I did a really good, even though I've been doing good with music since, you know, you know, everywhere I go, everyone's like, oh, J-Staff. Yeah. No one knows me for crypto. Right. Not yet. That, you know, and that'd be dope to like, you know, kill. I mean, I did good with the, the social media stuff and like Google advertising and all that stuff, but like... When I when I go out of my house and I go to clubs or I go to wherever, the people that are like, "Yo, staffs, yo, what's up? Like, can I get a picture? Beat. Like, whatever. Like those people, it's all music. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, "Yo, man, your beats are dope, bro. That song yeah. you did is dope, man. Like, yo, I'm a rapper. Yo, I'm a singer. Yo, how do you make? You know, it's always about music and stuff like that. And I know, as much as I love music, it's way easier to become a Bitcoin millionaire than to be a millionaire producer. Right. You so know. you think you're gonna go back to that after? Or? Oh hell yeah! What if I have a hundred thousand dollars a month coming <laughs> yeah. in? You know what I mean? I'm gonna I'm gonna have a record label, all that stuff. Because I could, because like I'm gonna be able to fund it like right. by myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I'm making if I'm making a million dollars a year on the side, like not even so what I do all day on the yeah. side, just passively trading other people's money, and it's all coming in in Bitcoin. It's like I could have an artist and really like. Imagine like them. yeah, I could really be like, oh, right, I'll put a hundred thousand dollars a year behind you. I'll shoot all your videos. Honestly. I'll produce all the records. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way I'm gonna put a quarter million dollars behind an artist with my beats, and he's not gonna get famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. Facts. <laughs> it's just Dude. not possible. All right, let's let's just back up. Let's back up. So yeah. with music production, right? You you had your last job in 2009, from what I cur- uh, yeah, which you got fired from, or yeah, or I worked at a call. I worked at a call center in downtown Brampton, and um. It, they had a contract. I don't even think they had a contract. <laughs> no, listen. A week after I got fired, they got raided by the police. So, oh man, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know if they really had that contract that they were saying that they had. But they had a contract with um, with uh, Ramada Ramada Plaza Resorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, sounds so bullshit <laughs> now that I think about it. now I say that out loud. I just say it on the phone like five hundred times a day. Now that I say it, like it's like that sounds like not that doesn't even sound like a real hotel. Um, so they had a, this deal or whatever, and I used to sit in a call center and call uh, just random numbers on a computer. It was like it was like a headset, yeah, 
in a cubicle and you would click this button and it would just dial a number like just, just randomly list. It, yeah, it was like it was like everyone in Canada's phone number, <laughs> uh, on this computer or whatever, and it would just dial the number automatically. You had a headset on, and you're just like, "Hey, what's up? Hi, you know, this is Jabari Bari. I'm calling on behalf of Ramada Plow Resorts. Uh, blah blah. How's your day?" And just literally like, they would they had this they they taught me this thing called like voice quality, and because I was so used to selling beats, so you had that tone. I just I just I was I'm good at I was good at selling shit and was good at it before I knew that I was good at it. Yeah. But, but but the problem was because the I had a lot of success with music earlier on and the crazy part about that whole about having that job at Ramada was that I I already had like, you know, 50 cent like calling my phone. Yeah. 3 years before that. So 2006, 50 cent calls me. I have I had a shit job for 3 years like and you know, having and still working, like still working a crappy job, but then knowing I have G Unit records, like in the yeah. cut, just so nothing dropped waiting. for those like three nothing years. dropped for the three years. So after Fifty called me, whatever, I told everybody like an idiot, and then everyone's uh, like, 50. "Oh man, you know Fifty Cent?" Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, well, yeah, you know, we, <laughs> you know, we, you, we have a we have a we have a weird relationship. Like, <laughs> we don't have a relationship at all, but he knows who I am, like yeah. like, and a lot of the guys in his office, and like you know, um, Tony and. Broadway and they they all know me like yeah. these are fifty cents like right hand guys they, yeah, yeah. they know I have their phone numbers I can call them right now yeah. how to old were you day. at the time oh shit two thousand six I was twenty one damn son twenty one fifty cents calling you yeah it was a month before my twenty first birthday fifty cent called me I was sitting in a, a parking lot in Brampton smoking weed with my boy because he went to, he was going to he was going to summer school so it was like August my birthday's in September and I was sitting in the car like rolling a joint. How's the phone call like? With my it? dad's oh. Volvo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was broke, bro. bro. I just dropped out of college for the second time. Damn. Like, I, was like, I was like the failure son who had dope beats. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like really fucked up. But um, but yeah, man, like that shit was real. And yeah, whatever. So he called. It's it's like a 646 area code, which is New York. Yeah, you're right. And um, I pick it up. He's like, hey, what's up? I'm calling on behalf of G-Unit. Bullshit! Click like immediately. I got. Yeah. Oh, you hung up. Hell yeah! Yeah, how are you gonna? Oh, know, Fifty cents calling you on your phone. That's bro. like Drake <laughs> calling you right now and being like, "Hey, Hassan, like, oh, you know, I want to, I want to sign a brown guy, like, you know, like he's just and you just being like, shut up. Like, I'm in the middle immediately, of immediately. <laughs> I have better things to do than entertain you. Yeah. But it really being, it, but it wasn't, it wasn't like fifty. It was like his people it's calling like people. me, right? Yeah. So I'm like, he calls back. Hang up again. He calls back. He's like, hey, like. He's like, hey, um, just like, uh, what did I say? I like got mad and you were. Well, hot. no, I remember yeah. this. I remember this. People were shopping your beats to Fifty Cent. Yeah, saying that and was saying their that beats. they were their beats. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so Fifty has my beats, and I don't know that he has my beats, but he has them. And um, so I talked to yeah, so I talked to Broadway, or whatever, and um, I'm like, yeah, whatever, man, just put, just get Fifty Cent to call me, and then whatever. So then, uh. Then what happens? Yeah, so I go home with Brad, and Brad, you know, gets out of summer school, gets in the car. I'm like, yo, this random phone number called me, said it was G-Unit. I don't know what's going on. Apparently, they're going to call me back. He's yeah. like, man, I'm hanging out with you for the rest of the day. <laughs> I was like, all right. So we go back to my house. You go swimming. It's still summertime. Stuff like that. We're hanging out stuff. Phone rings. 
we go in my basement and stuff like that. I was like, he's like, hey, what's up? Are you ready? I was like, yeah. He puts me on speaker. And then Tony Ayo was like, yo, like, I just want to make sure everything's cool with the beats. Like, yada, yada, yada. And Tony Ayo has a very distinct voice. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I can hear, like, the other guys in the background and stuff like that. Or whatever. I'm just like, yo, what the? I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, damn, this so is real. So then he's real. like, it's real. Yeah, and yeah. then, um, yeah, and then, like, I just, like, would send them beats all the time or whatever. And then and then nothing came out for three for years. For three years after that. Nothing came out. I told everybody, yo. Because I was like, I was like, I did not do good in high school. My my parents love him to death, but I was like, not, I'm the firstborn. Yeah. So the fact that I didn't go to college or university, and my parents are like old school Caribbean, like, yeah. you're going <laughs> to college. You're going to college. Or you're going to university or whatever, like, you know. So the fact that, and like getting a song on the radio and working for like a platinum recording artist is like, what? No, you didn't. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's right. so left field for them because they're you, your parents are immigrants. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you. that's like you go to your mom and be like, hey, mom, I'm the biggest artist in Toronto. They're just yeah, gonna be like, fuck out of here. Yeah, you better go be a doctor, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll you know talk, what we'll talk about your music after. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, man. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, you're the biggest. Yeah, I've never, I never heard of you. <laughs> yeah, that's the exact response mom Exactly what my mom said. She's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, call me when you get rich, you loser. <laughs> Fifty cents calling you. Get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> that must you have know? been frustrating though. For three years, you're telling everyone, "Yo, I've worked 50 And I was telling like, the truth. Yeah. And like everyone's the- like, "Yo, man, yo, you, yo, 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 you're yeah, lying, you're bro. Lying, bro. Yeah. Yo, that guy J Stuffs. I don't like that guy, yo. He's a liar. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, I'm not lying, guys. Mm. It happened. I'm sorry. And then uh, three years after that, yeah, Yayo and dropped. Then, and then and then Yayo dropped a diss track called "Somebody Snitched," and it was a diss track to uh, Rick Ross. And um, yeah, yeah. And then um, that happened. That song came out a week after I got fired from Teleglobe. The call oh, center. Wow. Literally a week Jeez. after I got fired from Teleglobe, and I'm like, that was the only job that I ever had. Actually, you know what? Me leaving Teleglobe was kind of mutual because. I hated it, but I had more reservations. I got that company more reservations than anybody. I made that company more money than anyone that worked there. And yeah. um, they were like, hey, like, we, like, we're just getting a vibe. Like, you don't really want to be here anymore. I'm like, I never wanted to be here. <laughs> nobody wants to be here. <laughs> it's a fucking call center. In a cubicle, we saw, we, we, like, we're, like, I'm pretty sure we're scamming people, but I just don't know. <laughs> like, it's just a fine print. Really <laughs> it's like, it's this is mad sketch. Like, you guys didn't do a background check. Nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was just weird or whatever. So, anyway, yeah. So, I left. And then it was, like, February. And it was like the day after Valentine's Day or something like that or whatever. And Tony Ayo dropped that record. Not only did it, not only did he drop the song, it was on World Star the next day, and he dropped a video. So when you went on thisis50.com, it said produced by Jay Stacks. Oh shit! That's and dope. then and yeah. then everything changed. Everything changed. Then my phone was like, brr, 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 you know, and um, and you have to understand, this is 2009, so there's no Twitter, no Instagram. Yeah. I mean, Twitter's there, but Twitter was just not, the beginning right now. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's no, there's no such thing as like social media clout yeah right yeah I mean you could have it kind of on MySpace but like MySpace was done by that point 2009 but like, right but yeah. like yeah but like people but 2009 people were still stealing shit on Napster and like oh, yeah, yeah. all that shit like people were still LimeWire cause uh mm. fucking, yeah. cause, you know? uh, cause uh like all that stuff yeah people were still stealing music a lot in 2009 especially yeah you know so so that happened or whatever and then you know and then I worked with French and, I worked, and then uh, yeah so 
there was an artist from Toronto, his name was LP. He was signed to G7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Universal or whatever. And uh, he was supposed to do a song with uh, um, Vado. And then French Montana came to Toronto for a show. And I was going to give French Montana $5,000 just to come to the studio and listen to my beats for an hour. And then um, that ended up not happening. And then Quajo, who runs uh, G7, calls me and he's like, yo... You know that record that we were gonna get uh, Vado on? I'm like, uh, yeah. He's like, oh, we just got a verse from French for it. Oh shit! And I'm like, well, guess I don't need to give French five thousand dollars. God, got him on my resume. Right. It's just, yeah. So that happened. It's just, it's just, it, it all went. You know, it was really good. It really, it, but, it, but a lot of the, but a lot of the records that came out then were like mixtape records. Like none of them were like album placements. Right. Like I have no plaques at all. But I've worked with a lot of like big artists, yeah. which is like super weird because people are like, "Oh, like, like, what's the biggest song you've done?" And I'm like, "How many like underground mixtapes did you listen to in 2011?" Like, you know, it's like it's fucking weird because it was it was a while ago. It was eight or nine. It was like eight years ago. Then I um, you know, I work with every artist, every artist in Canada. I mean, at least all the hip hop artists know who I am. Yeah, like Tori knows who I am. The Weeknd knows who I am. You know, right. Yeah, it's, I found you on Twitter. <laughs> I remember everyone one of my found me on Twitter. Yeah. One of my what? friends came to me. Yo, and listen, like, yo, as soon as I realized how to follow and unfollow a thousand people a day without getting in trouble, <laughs> yeah, I, right. I, <laughs> without getting trouble, I got no, because I had like two or three hundred thousand followers on on Twitter, and then I trended worldwide. Then mm-hmm. I got verified. Then I was into the Source magazine because of my Twitter account. Yeah, I had an interview with Double XL because of my Twitter account. Um, I went to the Junos. I played in the celebrity basketball game. I was like, I'm a celebrity. Mm-hmm. What? Gee. I didn't know that. So, so Twitter got you to Juno. That's uh, fucking crazy. A, uh, celebrity. Yeah. Talking. So like that Twitter got me because you, you have to understand in 2009, 2010, 2011, that was when Drake blew up. Right. Right. So right. that was when everybody was like Toronto, 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 Toronto. That was yeah. when in 2012, the weekend blew up. That was like everyone was like, there's rappers in Toronto. There's guys that make beats in Toronto. That's perfect time. There's like, yeah. it was like really, really dope. So I'm on Twitter like talking shit to boy wonder yeah <laughs> like just making fun of each other so, like so people are like seeing this and they're like yo man he's, so he's like he's like yo how you got more followers than me i'm like i don't know and i know you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like it was just it was just dope but it was a good time and stuff like that and i made a killing mm-hmm. i would like you know i would sell a beat like every day so i would i would like find <laughs> i had this program that tweet at her yeah <laughs> fucking tweet at her it changed my life so tweet at her what it would do was it would find tweets or people that use certain keywords in their tweets so anybody that had send beats send beats and music in and all their that. in their fucking bio or in any <laughs> of their tweets them. it would follow a thousand of those people a day I mean, rappers are on twitter right. millions yeah so so i would like follow and unfollow like a thousand rappers a day and then I would I would send out a tweet that said, "Yo, send me your music if you want to work." And I had a pretty dope resume, right? Right for a guy that had like no for a guy that's never had a hit record. I had a pretty dope resume. So, so artists would send me beats. I would never listen to their music, <laughs> and then I would steal their emails. Yeah. So I had a mailing list. I have a mailing list right now of like seventy seven thousand artists. Yeah. So artists would send me their music, but I wouldn't really listen to their music or whatever. I would just get their email. Because the crazy, the crazy thing about Google and Google Contacts is that it saves up to 25,000 emails yeah. 
automatically. So anyone that emails you, it'll just save it into your address book. It just book. saves uh, it in your address uh, book. And you could download it into a fucking CSV file. file yeah. <laughs> into wow. a spreadsheet, and you wow, can email wow. all of them all you want. That's crazy. And it's legal because they emailed you first. Yeah. Right. So I found this loophole. And I so I would save twenty five thousand names, download that list, delete it, and then start again. And I would just I would get uh, yo I was getting like a hundred, two hundred emails a day. That's like, crazy. And I would just rack up on just emails, more emails, yeah. more emails, more emails, and then I had this huge mailing list of you know singers, producers, yeah. songwriters, whatever. And I would make like ten beats like every day. I wake up. I was it was like a job. I'd get up at seven o'clock in the morning, have breakfast, go to the gym. At nine o'clock, I'm in front of my piano, and I would make ten beats before. Like I would, I would be like, "You can't go out to no club or go anywhere <laughs> until you make ten beats." So yeah. I make ten beats. So I make these ten beats or whatever, like bang them. Out. Like even if it was just an idea, just make something. Yeah. So I make ten beats every single day. At the end of the week, I had seventy beats. Right. I would take the top ten and I would send them to ten thousand rappers a week. So I would take the top 10 yeah, beats yeah. out of the week yeah. that I made that week. If I make 70 beats, bro, 10 of them are fire. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like, if I make 70 beats, 30 of them are probably meh. Mm-hmm. 20 of them are probably really good, but 10 of them are ab- are undeniable. Yeah. Like, any rapper would rap on this, right? right? So I would send those 10 undeniable beats to, like, 10,000 rappers a week using the emails. So, and then I had a priority list. So any rapper that bought beats off me before right. would get them first. Yeah. Ah, uh, I see. Your conversion rate is going to be better with Oh, them. it's disgusting. I was selling beats so easily. That's crazy. So easily. Yeah. Like, I would make a beat. I would make 10 beats. I would, yeah. make se- I would make 70 beats or 50 beats or whatever it is. Take 10 and sell them all for $300 a pop in like a day and a half. That's actually and I did crazy. this over and over. I did this for years. Yeah, like, I, t- I did that from like 2012 to like 2016. Yeah, or 17. That's crazy. I was put on to you by Hassan on one of his projects. Like you mm-hmm. were, I think you produced most yeah, of his I mean, projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Video for yeah. It. I was put on to you by him. I think you have like the best three qualities of a producer you can have. Mm-hmm. You have the discipline. Where'd you get the discipline from? Like the um, discipline, like to I took piano, yourself. I took piano lessons from when I was yeah. six yeah. until yeah. I was. I stopped when I was 17, then I went back when I was 20, and then took lessons until I was 20. Wait, no. No, sorry. I went back when I was 24 or 25. Like when I started making yeah, money. Right, right. And I was like, oh, yeah, I should probably, if I'm going to be a producer, I should probably, like, you know, spend $200 a month on piano, piano lessons. lessons. won't yeah. hurt. I already know how to play. Yeah. So I went back to piano lessons and stuff like that and learned, like, you know, learned more, like, theory type stuff. I was like, she's like, oh, like, do you want to do, like, grade, grade, because I went up to, like, grade three. So I was like, do, like, do, do you want to do grade four, five, six, seven, like, you know, yeah. the other, all the other Royal Conservatory grades? I was like, yo, honestly, no, man. Like, I just want to know, I want to know every chord. I want to know every scale. Yeah. Like, I will pay you $200 a month just to sit here and show me chord progressions. Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. So I just sat there and she just taught me key signature and chord progressions and scales. I didn't learn one song for years, but I went to piano lessons every week. It was wow. fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I was the just like, yo, just show me. Yeah, probably just, helped you fucking your production game. Up. What? Because like, because anything I hear, I could play it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So how many times do you actually need to sample at that point? Because you can play it. <laughs> <Yeah. everything. laughs> I hear the sample and then make it again. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna make this because I don't want to clear it. If anything does happen, I would like, yeah, like I would just, you know, or I would go on like, you know, I'll go on SoundClick. Yeah. And just like, you know, shit, SoundClick. SoundClick. <laughs> <laughs> I went there. <laughs> I would go on SoundClick. 
I would go on SoundClick and just take, just like listen to people's beats and be like, that's a good idea, but I'd do better. <laughs> and I would just like, not like remake people's beats, but like, I would just go on SoundClick and be like, oh, that's a really cool like idea. And then I would it. just do it better. Yeah. Right. And then I'd be like, oh, like that would sound cool, but like with like a different, you know, bass line. Yeah. Or, whatever whatever and I would just do that over and over and over and over and taking over. inspiration from other people yeah that's, that's how yeah same thing it. like I made a beat a couple days ago I sold it to uh, uh, Richie Sosa whatever he came mm -hmm. up with the project he's like my favorite rapper in Toronto hands down um, and uh, yeah and then like I posted on my page boy wonder heard it and he DMs me he's like do you have any more samples like that because <laughs> he's the same way yeah a lot of producers the same way because you hear one thing and you're just like, oh my gosh, that's so good. Yeah, I need something like that. And be, but because I guess because like you know, so sorry he had it on his mixtape and it was on you know every all the streaming platforms already, you know, because that's the way. I've made beats with Wonder before, and he's he likes the ideas that I come up with, yeah. but his drums are like out of this world, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So he's very particular with his drums. So he would like. <laughs> I remember one time. I sent him a, I made a beat and he's like, yo, just, he's like, yo, send me the music. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I sent him like, I sent him it without like the snare and the kick, but yeah. like the hi-hats and all the other percussion was on it. He's like, no, like, just send me the just music. The <laughs> and I sent it back and I'm just like, the bass line was still on it. And he's like, no, Jay, <laughs> just send me the music. <laughs> like, just send me the parts where you played the piano and that shit. And I'm like, oh, so you... So I sent it to him or whatever. I'm like, you just want it like bare? He's like, I'm just, he just sent it to me with no drums, Jay. No drums. No drums, no bass line. Send that shit. I'm like, okay. Sent it to my, and this is on MSN Messenger. Like this, sent it to him like six times. He, he finally gets it and then puts drums on it, sends me back the beat. He gets, I get the beat. He shows the beat to Drake. Drake's like, all right, cool. I'm going to rap on this. Changes his mind. Um, and then yeah like I don't know like Drake got it and then had an idea for it and then didn't do it and then there was another time I was gonna do the, re yeah. the remix for a replacement girl oh true yeah I was gonna do it and then so it was like Johnny Rocks Bishop Ken Masters like, the, like yeah. the wise guys like I was yeah. gonna make them all be on the remix for replacement girl with Trey Songs on the hook yeah right? so I got the acapella I'm like yo boy wonder like do you mind if I do the remix whatever whatever that whole thing happened uh, Drake was down with the, apparently I don't know I've I've talked to him. I talked to him once at like a beat battle, and then um, and then I said hi to him quick or whatever at a at a division had a release party and Drake was there. And then, but that's about it. I, it's, it's just like um, yeah, I don't know. So that happened, and then and then and then Bishop hit me up and he's like he's like yo man, I'm gonna do a song with Nate Dog, and I'm like oh, true. now mind you, I I was gonna do the remix for Replacement Girl yeah. like six months after the replacement song came out. So at the time, Nate Dogg was bigger than, bigger than Drake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Replacement Girl came out in 2007. Yeah. So this isn't the Drake that we know now. Yeah. You know, you know, rest in peace, Nate Dogg. But it's just like, I'm like, oh shit, I'd way rather have a song with Nate Dogg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Of course. <laughs> in 2007. Yeah. So I'm like, sorry, Drake. Like, I got to give this song to Bishop. Oh, and, then, and then that never happened. The Bishop never did that shit. <laughs> but he, I don't know. This is cool, though. God damn, like, that's one hell of a journey. But it's a trip, man. Like yeah. it's it's um, you know, it's the type of shit you can't make up. No, for mm -hmm. sure, man. Mm -hmm. All right, so what are you listening to right now? What's on your playlist? Griselda. Yeah, that's my shit. Yeah. Griselda makes me want to sell drugs, and I don't, <laughs> even, and I don't have to. I felt that, you know they make me feel how I felt when I listened to uh, Pusha T. Yeah. 
like in the early 2000s like mm. when i listen to when i listen to the clips i was like i'm selling coke i'm selling coke right now <laughs> in my what? private school <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna get all these rich kids addicted to cocaine oh. <laughs> then i will take over brampton <laughs> <laughs> but no griselda's like that's my shit man that shit is so nostalgic yeah man because that's what i grew up on man that fucking boom bap early 90s yo man i'll shoot you in your face yeah, yeah. that type shit that's what I grew up on and bars like just mm-hmm. just the shit they make is awesome and the crazy part is they're my age they're 36 yeah 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 my favorite rapper right now is Rock Marciano true and he's like he's kind of along the same line or whatever and and he like he came up with with like Q-Tip he's like 41 years old yeah. and he's blowing up now that's insane He's like 40. He was born in 78. Jeez, everyone's got different timelines, right? right. Bro, when, when, duh, when 2 Chains came out, he was 42. Yeah. yeah. Nicki Minaj is like 40, 38, 39, some shit like that. She's like old. And you would never... And not that it's bad, but like I'm like... I'm 35. Yeah. I'm turning 35 in September. And like it's really, really, really good to see that people are actually... The stigma around you needing to be young... And being popular to be, in that industry. To be no, cool it's not. is like getting the fuck out of here. Because yeah. I hate that shit. No, that's like, because Jay Z's fifty. You think he's a worse rapper than he was when he was twenty six? No. Hell, Hell no. no. So why would? So if you're forty four and you're a sick rapper, drop that shit, bro. Bro, honestly, I agree. Drop that shit because you might pop, and by the time niggas find out that you're forty four, it'll be too late. It'll be too late. Yeah. Fifty thousand dollars a show. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be rich as a motherfucker. It, it won't. It'll be too late, bro. There's no it age. There's no age in music. I love no, everyone's that. got their own time. Yeah, like you could be a you could be a sixty-seven year old country singer. You know bro, what I'm saying? Like if you're popping, you're popping at that point. Yeah. And blow up then. Honestly. Nobody cares. Yo, you can play the guitar and sing. You're you're lit. Like we just saw something earlier in World Worldstar, these two old guys. Yo, there's, um, <laughs> there's like seventy year old. Was it like a was like a meme? Like a, yeah, no, it was like an actual song that they put out through uh, whatever label they were under. Uh, I'm pretty sure at first it was like a gimmick, but that song is actually pretty fucking dope. It's called like sticky or something. It after it. It's, it's lit. It's actually <laughs> fired. They're like but seven it's just year like, old. It's like it's like ages. Is that what it's like? ageism? Ageism. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what the fuck. Discriminated against. But it's like yeah. but it's like it's like super it's like super prevalent because like now when I t- when I talk to guys that are like 21, they're like yo you're 35 like that's cr-. they're like that's crazy like you they're like they're like do you still make music and I'm like. Why wouldn't I? Man, I ain't dead, nigga. <laughs> I died. Like, still bro, work, bro? Yeah, no, yes, yes. I, my beats are hot fire still <laughs> to this day. I, didn't get I mean, work. I think it's better that you're making still making music at this point because I didn't you get worse. <laughs> you're getting better at it. Got that experience. Yeah, and like now I don't even need to do it because here's the here's the here's the here's where it's here's where life is hilarious. When I first started making beats, I was like, "Yo, man, I got to make a hundred thousand dollars a year." I just want to be a producer and be rich. Yeah. I was just like, I just want to have money, take care of my family, and 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 just make beats all day and have respect and not so much fame, but just respect. Yeah. I want to walk into a room with like a bunch of famous rappers and everybody give you a high five. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's just I want that like, yo, that guy, we have to have him on the album or it won't sell. Like, yeah, yeah. like that type shit that like type that Pharrell of... type shit yeah, yeah. where it's like yo we need a J Staffs record like yeah. we have to get a J Staffs record like we don't I don't care it, it doesn't even have to, it doesn't even have to be the single he just has to be on this yeah, project his name just has to be in the credits <laughs> yeah it's just but not so much the name 
just his music. Just his music. Because we know, because people are going to go and see that Jace has produced it and just listen to it because of that. Yeah, yeah. That's like that Timberland, Pharrell, Swiss Beats type yeah. shit. When I hear, like, when I got, when, I, when an album is coming out and I know Boy Wonder's on it, it makes me go listen to the yeah, shit. Yeah, no, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Dead ass, bro. Sonically, it's and I, and it's not even like, it's not even like some fan, like, I know the nigga. It's yeah. like, it's not even some like, it's like, yo, because I know I'm going to like the beat. Yeah. Yeah. The name holds weight. The, yeah, because yeah. of who he is. And it's like, I know I'm going to like the beat. I know I'm going to. Yeah. It's the same I'm definitely going to like, I'm going to like the drums at least. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, at least. Yeah, at least. <laughs> so like, and I wanted that, man. I wanted that on a global scale. I wanted people just around the world to be like, it's like how I was on Twitter. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, I like, I wanted to pe- I had, you know, 200, 300, 400, 500,000 people like, just being like, yo, man, like excited to be like, yo, Jay Staffs is on my mixtape, and that was bro. Like, that, was, that was me at that point when I reached out to you. No, I was like, like, Jay no. Staffs is on this. I got my shit. Records. Like, you have no idea, bro. Bro, and that song popped off too. That was my I'm first fucking, like 50k that on YouTube. Shit was man. How'd you guys link up? Like, was it Twitter, through Twitter, Twitter, bro? Just Twitter. So one True. of my friends uh, told me about you know, like this is a producer. He's popping off right now, and he's like looking for artists and shit. So I'm like, all right. So I went and checked him out. I was like, yo, yeah. his shit is dope. Like, I fuck with it so much. Yeah. So I reached out to him, and I was like, I need, I need beats. Mm-hmm. And then I gave him a call And he sent me over beats He, he sent me like 20 or 30 beats At like the next hour Oh yeah I was on my shit Yeah I had a Dropbox link And yeah. all that kind of shit It was like already there Cause like I always had I always had like I was like yo I have to have 30 beats That are just disgusting Ready to go at all times Right Bro, and the like, sick thing was, was like there was there was so much diversity in them. It was just there wasn't just like boom baps or just like well whatever was popping. It was R and B. It was you know they had that little trap vibe as well. Not yeah, really trap right. at that point, but like there was boom bap. There was like so many. There was pop like one half years. and half. It was, it was like it was, a, it was like top forty stuff. But yeah, there's also like it's like oh what the hell this guy makes you know yeah. and I and I liked and it was because it was because I knew how to play keys. It, to yeah, be exactly. honest, like it's like. When you're when you're like a when you're like a Kanye, and yeah. not that Kanye's not a good producer, yeah. that's just retarded to say. But when you're like when you're very sample driven, as far as the music that you make, it stifles you a little bit. Yeah, right. Creatively, it, I think creatively it, does. it stifles you yeah. a little bit. Because I know how to play, I can make pretty much anything that I hear in my head. Mm. For sure. So. So I don't have to, I can hear something crazy in my head and not have to go, I need to find a sample. Yeah, like you just recreate I it on whatever instrument. I just sit yeah. down and I just make the shit. And then I'll send it to an artist and he'll be like, yo, what you sample? I'm like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm like, nice. I sampled my brain. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. What inspires you now, now like uh, as opposed to back then? Is it still like like, mu- like musically? Yeah, musically. To make um, a beat. Honestly, my thing right now is um, incorporating classical music into hip hop music. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the producers that came up, that have been out, whatever the case may be, they'll sample everything. You know what I mean? But I'm a little bit different, and I told this to Boy Wonder the other day because the sample that I had on that Richie Sosa record was like very distinct and you would not know where to go and find that unless you were an avid not even i'm not i wouldn't even say that i'm an avid listener of classical music but unless you know what to look for Mm -hmm. yeah and what names to to look for like i 
I can like there's a like I will listen to classical music or whatever and be like oh that would be a really really dope R&B bridge yeah just that one part if I just looped it and put some 808s behind it and made it sound and just like and just made I would just make it sound sick most a lot of producers because because I am I am I have a handicap so I and I'm lucky this way because I grew up playing classical music and classical piano like I know what to look for as far as classical music to make whatever the fuck I want if I'm gonna sample right so let's say like I'll like I know what to look for if I'm like okay well like I listen to like Chopin, Leodov, Rachmaninoff, Chavosky, mm-hmm. like all that shit. Like I and you say those names, and your average hip hop producer is like, "Huh? Who the fuck is that? Who the fuck are those people?" And I listen. I played that shit growing up, and I listen to that shit to this day. Yeah. Like in the car, I like blast classical music. Classical music. And people are like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Come to my house and listen to my beats, and I'll show you why." Yeah. And they're just like, "Yo, bro, this shit sounds like a movie." Like every single one of your beats is like. It's long ass intros. Right. It yeah. sounds like the Godfather. Like it yeah. sounds like the world is coming to an end on some <laughs> of these beats. And they're like, and they're just like, how did you even find that? And I'm like, I've known that song since I was eight. Yeah, that's crazy. I just didn't yeah. know how to make beats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's you know. That's so I'll go and find like oh, like Mozart. Like not even even it doesn't even have to. Be, it could be like composers that you wouldn't even know. Yeah. Like I go to the I bro I go to the fucking I, I go to Roy Thompson Hall all the time. Yeah. On the twenty fifth, I'm gonna go watch. I'm going to the Opera House, and they're gonna do like an opera rendition of Still Dre. Oh, true. Of the of Dr. Dre's album. Like that's my shit. No one knows about this stuff. But I didn't that's know like this. But like I'm really into it. A lot of my friends yeah. are like classical flute players, classical baritone that's players, dope. classical like you know what I mean. Like my friend plays. My best friend plays timpanis professionally. That's I don't even know what instrument around that is. Around the world, the big drum <laughs> motherfucker, like the big, like, oh, the big okay, okay. like that ah, shit, okay. timpanis. Like no, I literally, I was like, yo, he's he's like. He has a kid on the way, and he low-key wants to name the kid Timpani. <laughs> I'm serious. That's so dope. I'm like, that's wicked, bro. That's so dope. I wish my name was like, you know. <laughs> imagine your name was Sax. Sax. <laughs> Just imagine that. And then a girl, when a girl's like, why? You could be like, yo, my dad's a classical saxophone player, actually. She's going to be like, oh, my God. <laughs> what do you play? You. She- <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking oh, oh man but yeah man that's like that's the vibe that I'm trying to go for like I I told boy one of that shit the other day I was like yo man like I I want to sophisticate the fuck out of trap music yeah that's what I was gonna want, ask you like, I you want the Toronto idea? sound to be like grimy fucking string sections and that's like dope. brass sections and like yeah. Like and then like with like crazy like levels of just crazy bass with like with like chord progressions that make you cry. But just like dramatic. Like like if you like think about think about Jay Z when he came out with uh his first album. Yeah. Reasonable Doubt, right? Reasonable Doubt. It was very like sweeping kind of like cinematic almost. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, a uh, boy wonder fucks with a lot of cinematic samples too cuz when I spoke to him at North by Northeast when we were doing the beat battles, mm-hmm. uh I all of my beats weren't like trap beats cuz it was a beat battle. That's what was popping off at the beat battle, but all my shit was like cinematic. Yeah. So yeah. I had like strings and pianos and yeah, all that you shit. Yeah, you had to play that hard shit. Yeah, yeah, and he was the only one. He's like, "Yo, I'm going to take your uh, Twitter down." And he and he kept touching me after too. He was the only one who was fucking with the cinematic shit. No, he 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 his ear is his ear is crazy. And sometimes I like it's, it's so funny. I got mad at him the other day when he heard that beat that I gave to Sosa. He's like, "Yo, man, you got anything else like this?" I'm like, "One, I've sent you that beat like three times." <laughs> got pissed at him. I was like, "Fuck, you don't check." No, my because shirt. I'm just like, it's not even that he doesn't. I know he does, but like, it's like, bro, like, you're you're. It's like you're I you're in my DMs right now because you like shit like that. <laughs> yeah, but I've, I've sent, sent you shit like that. And you didn't listen to it. And I'm just like, fuck, man. Like I could have, you know. And I love Sosa, but I could have had, you know, Rick Ross on that. Hey, maybe it's shit. the karma from all the rappers you didn't listen to. If <laughs> <laughs> she right. comes around, <laughs> you're right. But it's like, no, he definitely heard no, it. No, but right. it's just like, you know. When's that Sosa thing coming out then? It's already out. It's already out. That's how we heard it. Oh, true, 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 true. It's like already out. And then he like, he like, you know when you can send people posts in your DMs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he like sent me the post. The post. And he's like, yo, do you have anything else like this? And I'm like, I'm like, Wanda, I sent you this. (laughs) Three times. Exact thing. (laughs) Two years ago, I sent you this. Like, Jeez. What the hell? Like you're trying to tell me, like, man, you like that shit? I'm so fucking mad right now. (laughs) (laughs) So any other uh, major placements other than Richie Sosa coming on? Huh? Nope. Nope. Not really. Nah. So you're concentrating more on a JSP investments? I, I, here's the crazy part. I make beats, yeah. like, all the time. At least every other day. And I just don't show them to anybody. Yeah. Right. It's really weird, because now that I have, like, the, the Google AdWords company, I have, and this is, like, super low-key. I don't even post it online, but I have a dating service. Oh, true. I help guys. I, it's not even, like, a dating service. I help guys pick up girls it's like hitch <laughs> kind of but it's more like assertiveness training than be, than it being like oh you pick a girl and I show you how to go get her right. type thing because hey. hitch is like oh you like her alright cool I'm gonna it. show you how to get Allegra Cole yeah. like no like mine is more like you can get any girl you want stop being a pussy yeah type uh, shit. it's more psychological it's way yeah. more psychological because getting girls is psychological right um and I find that a lot of guys that are younger, they struggle with that because we're in that social media age where it's very easy to just slide into a girl's DM. But when a girl has 200 guys a day sliding into her DMs, it's like... You got to set yourself apart, right? Yeah. Not even really set yourself apart. It's like, bro, like you have to talk to girls in the street. Right. Yeah. Because just doing that now, you'll set yourself apart just, al- just alone, just doing that. Just walk up to a girl on the street and being like, yo, what's up? Because she's going to be like, holy shit, guys still do that? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's just like, I basically just like teach. I just started to notice that like my boys, anytime they would throw a party, they would tell me to come, right? They'd tell me to come and then they'd be like, oh, yo, like bring some of those girls you're always with. <laughs> and I'm like, the fuck? Like, fucking gigolo? Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> bring some of those girls. girls. Like, just, right. like I just have a stable of whores <laughs> waiting for All right, girls, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bitches. Like, let's go get, like, it's just, it is, and I'm like, they're like, yo, like, they're like, yo, man, why are you always like, yo, like, who are all these girls you're always with, man? Like, you're always with these girls. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, first of all, they're, they're young women. They're very nice people. And I'm like, they're, it's, I'm like, for that, I'm like, listen, I let me explain something to you. I'm like, 
I used to not I used to be super super insecure yeah because I was short and I was skinny and I was like all I was good at was playing piano I didn't do good in school at all but mm-hmm. I, I could fuck up a piano you know like that shit on fire so that was how I like would pick girls up I would like yeah. invite them over and then play the piano for them and be like oh please touch me <laughs> 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 Yo, I'm serious. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, would, I would like ask a girl, be like, "Yo, what's your favorite song?" <laughs> and then you would play that. <laughs> oh, the play. Spice Girls. I'll be right. Back. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. That's like three chords. Yeah. <laughs> if you wanna be my love, <laughs> you know. So I would just like learn these songs, and then, um, but yeah, like I had like one girlfriend like all through high school, and um, so when I went to college, I was very like I I was like you know, <laughs> obviously broke up because it's like I was you know, a child <laughs> and uh, went to college or whatever. And I was just like super, you know, insecure, didn't have a lot of experience with girls. I was like still a virgin, you know, and uh, just, you know, I struggled with having enough self-esteem to even talk to girls. It wasn't even like I was getting turned down. Yeah. I wouldn't even talk to them. Just like, I was just like, I don't even want to do this. Scared. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh my god, she's gonna say no. Don't be stupid. Yeah. 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 Don't walk over there. You're an idiot. She does. She's not gonna like you. Like that yeah, type yeah, shit. No, I get like that. just, I get that. Just like my conscience telling me I ain't shit. Like fuck it. It's well, it's, it's not even worth it. Even though I knew I was like, I'm like I'm funny. I could play the piano, yeah. and you know, it, it's even though I, it's like I could make dope beats. Like right. maybe she sings. Yeah. Like <laughs> <I don't laughs> no, like hopefully, hopefully, like just you know, and that's like. I w- it was like that for years or whatever. And then when I was like 28, 29, I started raking a lot of money. I was like, you know, I bought a Benz. I was living in a penthouse. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it was dope. And then and then I started to like... Un- I started to unknowingly realize that I had the confidence to now talk to these really, really hot girls. Because yeah. now I had something to say. Yeah. Now it was like, oh, you ever heard of G Unit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of G Unit? Of course. Guess who made the beat? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, now it was sure. like, it's like now, because now I had the confidence. Right. Yeah, it helped you but open up. But the crazy part was having that, right? Having that, and then kind of falling back from the music because I always wanted to make money as a producer. Yeah. Then when I got it, I'm like, I don't even know if I want, I'm like, because then I turned 30. And I'm like, do I really want to be making trap music when I'm 35 because I have to pay bills? Yeah. I'm like, I want to be because that because like it's like because in my head I'm like I'm growing up. I'm like, yo man, I want to be like Jay Z. Like I want to be so rich that I don't even need to do this shit. Mm-hmm. Like I want to businesses and fucking real That's estate insane, and yeah. like and like I want to have things making me so much money on the side yeah. that if I don't have a I, if I don't have a song on the radio for five years I can still sit courtside yeah. I can still mm. spend that money and mm. not even care you but, know what I mean so then I'm like okay cool then I started the Instagram service started making money other ways fell back from the music or whatever and then the Instagram service started to make so much money that I would tell girls about that yeah. I, they wouldn't even know that I was a music producer until they came to my house and saw the keyboard and the, and the mic and yeah. all that stuff they're just like oh like you make music I'm like true <laughs> I didn't tell you that did I <laughs> you know so yeah. like it was and then I started and then and then that's when it clicked and I'm like yo um it has nothing to do with what you have or like how cool you are like because well, when you're in high school that's what it's about it's yeah. like you have a car yeah, oh my god like you have yeah. a car like you know yeah, that's exactly but like is. that's like young you know girls and, and you're dumb and they're dumb it's yeah. like you know you're immature but like when I got older or whatever it's just like I'm like yo man like 
it is entirely psychological when it comes to getting women. Right. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. So you felt there was like a need for like that. You felt like other people could relate to what you Fuck, went through. Yeah. Because yeah. most guys don't get girls, you know, calling their phone like all. Right. Oh my god! Like she keeps calling like those <laughs> hot girls all the time. Like most guys don't have that problem. Yeah, yeah. That's most that guys issue. want that problem. <laughs> like they're trying to make money so they can get that problem. Yeah. So do you and feel like people? Like uh, don't know how to approach women, or just like no, they're insecure. They they're, they're literally pussies. Uh, yeah. Guys are way, way more have way less self esteem than they right. fucking show. Yeah, way less self esteem than they show, especially young guys. So we're supposed to like guys are like it's like almost like guys are like told and primed and raised yeah. by the media to be like be strong, be tough, don't be scared of anything. Like, it's like, even if you're gonna, even if you know that guy's bigger than you and he's gonna kick your ass, yeah. act like you're gonna kick his ass. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And you get, you get your neck broken. Right. <laughs> you know, or whatever. It's just like, you know, and then girls, it's like, it's like, yeah, like, be a lady, be docile, be yeah, submissive, right. be yada, yada, yada. And it's just like, you know, it's not always, you you can't, you know, I was talking to a girl about that shit the other day. She's like, it's hard to be a woman. I'm like, you know how hard it is to be masculine all day? Yeah. I gotta be down to fight anybody. <laughs> you just gotta all be day. on your feet all, all day. All day. I gotta be down to fight anyone. I'm like, yo, you, you, you have no idea what that's like. You've never been in a fight, ever. Especially if you have a woman that's like causing fights for you. Bro, like, don't even get yo, let me call my man. Let me call my man who's gonna care of you right now. I in a fucking movie, in a movie oh theater because a girl was like, will you shut the fuck up? Oh I'm like, God. yo, what the fuck are you doing? I'm trying to watch a movie here. Jeez. In Brampton, you know, 17 Indian guys stand up. I'm like, fuck, I'm getting shanked. Bro, they probably have swords and shit. You've seen that. Yeah. I grew up in Brampton. I grew up with these guys. Yeah. Jeez. Grew up with these guys. I'm like, yo, oh one of these guys is crazy <laughs> mathematically one of them <laughs> it's all statistics <laughs> it's all probability bro cause like, uh, I'm like yo it's just cra- and yeah but it's just like just stuff like that or whatever but the, I just found guys were just like cause I would just notice like my boys were I'm like yo they're like yo man like yo man like bro like I would bring a girl to a party a girl I'm not even sleeping with or anything yeah. like that like I bring a girl to a party be like yo bro like how do you know her like you, I'm like bro I just walked up to her and I was like hi I'm Jay yeah you're gorgeous <laughs> I think we should hang out it's really not like and girls can smell fear when you walk up to them they can tell you're scared cause you're like for example your body language is all fucked up you're not standing up straight and you're not even looking her in the eye some guys yeah. fuck that shit up they'll she's be like hey, they're like before. looking down like hey can like can you maybe just can I get your number like if you just <laughs> if you just maybe can I just take you out like that, like that's literally <laughs> how body language yeah. is like and it's like and it's like and she's like uh no you're gross cause you look weird and like you're creeping the fuck out <laughs> there's no way you're good in bed and you have no confidence <laughs> <laughs> Like, bro, it's true. They, that's true. true. And they, because yo, because they respond to strength and shit. Like they, bro. I I had this conversation with my boy, with my boy Masters, Cam Masters, like two days ago. He's like, yo, man. He's like, yo, one of my best friends. He's a short Jewish dude, lives in New York, doesn't really have money like that, and he is not attractive. This guy gets girls everywhere he goes. He's just there's a way of talking to a girl to let her know that you're the shit without being like I'm the shit yeah. without coming out of your mouth and being like yo I'm better than you mm-hmm. like you should mm-hmm. be fucking me you shouldn't yeah. say that no obviously but there's not. a can't. way of making a girl feel like yeah. yo I 
don't know why I like this guy, but I do. Yeah. Mm. Like, there's something about it, and it has nothing to do with money, has nothing to do with having a beard, <clears throat> has nothing to do with your height, has nothing to do with being having a six-pack. All that stuff helps. Yeah. Right? All that stuff helps or whatever. But, like, I know guys that have money, and they're tall, and they have a beard, and they have tattoos, That's and they can't get girls. I know tons of guys that drive a Rolls Royce, and they're like, yo, man. Girls are stupid. I wish there was someone here in the passenger seat of this Rolls Royce. <laughs> yeah, they they literally. I know guys that have money and they cannot. It's like, bro, she'll go to the dinner, but that money's not gonna make her fuck. Yeah, she'll go to dinner because it's free. Because it's free dinner. It's free and it's nice, and you'll open the door for her. She gets to ride in a nice car. She'll probably take a picture of it, not tag you, yeah. not tag you, not tag you. But that doesn't mean she's gonna get, go back to. But that's not gonna make her be like, "I'm getting naked now." Yeah. So what is this? Uh, is it an app or is it like? It's literally like, yo, bro. Like I just winged some shit. I like made a course, whatever. Like it's in my notes, like on my phone. It's like it's like I literally was just like, yo, you know what? A lot of my guy friends, they they were just they would like they would go to the cl- I would watch them do it. They'd go to the club, see a girl, tap me, be like, "Yo, bro, look at that girl," and I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, she's cute. Why didn't you go talk to her?" <laughs> and he won't. Nah, uh, but I'm the good. I'm not like that though. I'm like immediately, bro. Just by the time her, by the time like what? Ask any girl, especially any girl that's hot, any girl that's like anything over a fucking seven. Any girl that's go- like that's even averagely good looking, ask them. What what percentage of the guys that look at you that you know find you attractive that talk to you? She'll be like less than five percent. Eighty percent of guys don't approach ninety percent of the girls that they find attractive. Did you know that? No, but eighty percent like of guys, eighty yeah. percent of guys don't approach ninety percent of the girls that they find attractive. So most guys they'll go to a club yeah. and they meet a girl and they'll just and they'll be like, oh, she's gorgeous, and that's it. Well, I'm just gonna stay here <laughs> and just stare at her. <laughs> and just stare at her like a fucking creep, bro. You fucking corny And she's like, and she's like, and she looks back, and you're still and looking. Oh, and man. she looks back, and you're still oh, looking. And that happens to hot girls all the time. All the time, bro. And that's why they're like, guys are weird. Fucking like, creep. guys are gross. Guys are creepy. <laughs> this guy's following me, like, yeah. <laughs> and he's literally following her, but he's just trying to like. He's trying to like hype himself up, trying to build that courage to, to, to go get and the talk confidence to her. just yeah. to go talk to her, and it's like, bro, she's not gonna hit you. <laughs> Why are you so scared, bro? Oh. She's not gonna hit you. Jeez. She's not gonna hit you. Like yeah. she, what did, what's she gonna do? Kick you in the face? <laughs> the worst that can happen Why is you get are you rejected. Scared? Yeah. Because guys have pride and ego, and that fucks us up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pride and ego is the downfall of men. That shit. That shit, that's, that's why that's why Trump's an asshole. That's why people are racist. Pr- like just that pride, that unadulterated it's like not even deserved. It's like yeah, you don't man. it's not even like cocky, like oh like it's like it's like that Jadicus line. I'm not I'm cocky, cocky, I'm confident. confident. So when you tell me I'm the, the best, best it's, it's a compliment. compliment. Yeah. It's like it's like you don't even like it's like you don't even deserve to sit there and tell yourself that you're not good enough for anybody. Because you don't even know how do you she, you don't even know who she is. Right. She might be a loser, bro. You know how many <laughs> gorgeous losers I know? She might be a loser. She might yeah, be. Man. She might be. You know? She, how do you know she has furniture in her house, bro? Like, you don't know. 
She might not have cutlery, bro. She might not even bathe today. She, she might be just even look that bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, she might be a man nowadays. She might not even be a she, true. She, it's just, it's just, dog, why are you so scared? Yeah. No, so bro, I started real. this thing, and it's not like, I call it dating coaching, because yeah. most of it is guys that are like, afraid to talk to girls that want to meet girls. So in the ad, it's like, hey, like, do you have trouble meeting girls? Yeah. And the problem is not the fact that they have trouble meeting them. They just don't talk to them at all. They don't, don't meet with them at all. at all. Yeah. Yeah. They don't try at all in like any capacity. And it's just the weirdest thing or whatever. So I saw a huge market for it, I guess. And I ran some ads like on Facebook or whatever, just like some basic stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah. like, you know, I just, I was like, yeah, any guy that says he Single. likes sports. Oh, Cause any guy that likes sports probably likes girls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> smart. You know, yeah. so I was just like, I just made an ad campaign and I ran it and I got like 200 emails in like a month or whatever. And I'm just like, yo, you know what? On Thursday nights and Friday nights, I'm just going to go out with these guys and I'm going to just show them how to not give a shit when you go up to girls. Yeah. Just how to really not care. Like how to not care so much so that she's like, why don't you care? Like, it's almost like girls are kind of like cats. Like you know when you when you see a cat for the first time and you try to pet it and it yeah, runs away, fuck off. Yeah. and it's like no, fuck you, yeah. you're not touching me. That's why like, cats. That's how girls are. And then when you don't give it attention, yeah. all of a sudden the cat's on your lap and yeah. will not fuck off. Yeah, that's how girls are. That's it's why like, cats are a synonym for pussy, right? <laughs> it's a, it's a yeah <laughs> yeah you wow that was that was mad deep, bro. <laughs> You're hey. mad insightful, bro. Hey, the caffeine got to me, man. Seriously, man. <laughs> but it's oh. like, it's just, it's just crazy, right? So when I, so I just noticed that, and I'm just like, yo, man, like, a lot of guys just, they're just fucking scared, man. And it's yeah. so crazy because it's like, it's such an easy concept, and I, it's like whatever. It's like a couple hundred bucks, and it's a three week course, and I take it pretty seriously, man. Like, I, I give, I give them like report cards and like, damn, and like, it's like a tank. No way. Yeah, That's like it. I, it wasn't supposed to. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Let's just see if people are interested. And I got like hundreds of guys, and they're yeah. all like, it's like a mix of guys that are like 18, 19, 20 that like got no play in high school. That mm. you know they're in college and they're just like, yo, man, I can't. Yeah. Talk to like I just girls don't like me, and it's like, bro, you have no idea. It's not that they don't. You like probably you bro, you, you are pussying yourself yeah. out of so much action. Or dates or whatever right. that you probably don't even realize, bro. Like yeah. I've, you ever like scared yourself out of like talking to a hot girl and then found out three months later that she liked you? Hell yeah! Oh, man. Every guy does that. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, and if you, and when you do that enough times, eventually you get to the point you're like, I'm talking to every girl I like. <laughs> yes, yeah. all the numbers game at this point. <laughs> I'm talking to all of them. One of them's gotta like me. <laughs> One of them mathematically has to like me. You know, uh, it's just and it was crazy like that. So that's why. It just got, it's just, you know, and so I would go out with the guys or whatever, and they're just like, oh man, it's because you have money, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, I, wh I'm gonna get 10 numbers right now. You're gonna stand right beside me, and I'm not gonna say, I'd, and I'm not gonna say Jay Staffs once. I'm gonna say my name is Jay. Yeah. I'm not gonna say what I do. I'm not gonna say where I live. I'm not gonna say the car I drive or any kind of nonsense. It's irrelevant. All that stuff helps after. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, Having a nice car or a money or a nice watch or being good looking, it's like the wheels on a car. Yeah. But like, it's the same thing with pussy. It's like when a girl's like, oh, all you want is have sex with me. It's like, pussy is like, it's, Patrice O'Neill said this. He's like, it's the wheels on the car. Mm -hmm. 
but you still have to if like it's like it's like if I go to a car dealership, right? Mm-hmm. And I talk to a salesman for the car and he's like, Oh, this car has wheels. You're gonna be like, That's it, bro. It's got no <laughs> air conditioning, no windows, motherfucker. Like you don't got anything wheels. else. Heat, no heated steering wheel, nothing. <laughs> like it just has wheels. It that's what money is, like, and that's what pussy is. But a lot of people forget all the other things. You can have money, but if but if you come across as a bitch, you're not getting her, bro. Yeah. I don't care how much money you have. You will never have enough money to make a girl that has any type of fucking self-value to want to get naked. And a girl will never have uh, that will never have so good of sex with you that'll make you want to marry her. Yeah. The mm-hmm. sex will never be good enough that she that you'll be like, "Yo, sure you can have half my stuff." <laughs> It'll never be good no. enough. Has, there has to be other shit. Yeah. But what people don't work on, people don't work on the other shit. Girls, they're, you you know, those girls, the gorgeous girls on Instagram and stuff like that. It's like, and you meet a girl or whatever, and she'd be like, oh, like, all you want is, all you want is a, you just want sex. And I'm like, no offense, but it's hard for me to want something that you don't have. And she'd be like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, if sex is all you have, and that's all I want, I can't want something you don't have. Yeah. <laughs> So if a girl is like, if so, if a girl talks to you, and you're telling the girl like, all you want is my money. What she's, what you're really telling her is that all I have to offer is, is money. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's, that's your insecurities, bro. That has nothing to do with me. Good that's point. your insecurities, bro. That's a good point. So it's so it so so when it comes to getting, whether you want to get married or you just want to get laid, it has nothing to do with the exterior things. I'm I'm five seven and a half. I'm like 140 pounds, bro. I'm not like what girls would look at and be like, "Oh man, like can't wait to can't wait to mount that." <laughs> like, bro, girls uh, don't like I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get that, bro. It has nothing to do with that. But but it's but I bring these guys out and they they're like and and they'll be like, "Yo, how do you how do you do that?" I'm like, "Bro, it is entirely my attitude." Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is 100% how I'm saying and not what, what I'm, I'm saying. saying. Mm-hmm. It's entirely because they're all mental. Girls, listen, every single girl has an abundance mindset when it comes to guys. When it yep. comes to getting laid and dick and just men in general, they have an abundance mindset. Every girl knows that she can walk outside and there's a plethora. Go to a, go to a bus stop, be like, hey, like, wanna wanna come home with me? And one yeah, of those two married guys will go. I think the social experiment is like that on YouTube. Yeah. Like bro, a guy goes so out, he gets many, no one. And then the girl, girl goes, goes out and asks gets, the same and question. It's like, and it's like literally every other guy is down. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. I don't even care if you can read. <laughs> I will have sex with you. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I, bro, I, I had this conversation with my boy. I'm like, bro, if Rihanna didn't know how to read, would you still hit it? Yes. If you found out Rihanna couldn't read. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the fact you're thinking about it is Yes. The fact that you're thinking about it is yes, you would. Yeah, yeah, bro. Even if she wasn't famous or rich or couldn't sing or didn't didn't have all this, wasn't famous and whatever, whatever, and you met Rihanna. Yeah. And she was like, I want to sleep with you. You'd be like, okay, by the way, I don't know how to read or write. You'd still do it. Most guys would. (laughs) Most guys would. Sadly enough as it is, most most guys guys would. would. And and that is why the physical attributes of how you look doesn't matter to them because they can get sex whenever they want. It doesn't matter to them sex means nothing to women bro yeah. it's like sex is just the prize they give out for good behavior <laughs> that's a good way to put it <laughs> alright on that insightful note I think uh, I think we're pretty deep in this conversation yeah 
I think that's a good way to leave it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, man. It is what it is. But, no, it is what it is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. All right, just, man. That uh, was a dope conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was. <laughs> learned a lot about kinda, myself. Kind of <laughs> went left there, but it's, yeah, yeah, but I don't know. It's just like a side hustle. And, like, it's honestly, it's a highlight of my week. And, like, going out. That's and, like, dope. Going out and, like, watching all those guys get curved for hours. <laughs> it's the funniest <laughs> shit, bro. It's so fun. It's uh, so much fun. Uh, but I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure like a lot of them succeed after two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he gives them report cards, man. Uh, a pluses get. No, okay. like, th- th- for for example, one of the guys, he's like, I'm I'm afraid of getting rejected, right? Yeah. I'm like, okay. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna walk around this bar, and we're gonna say the wrong thing to women for the rest of the night, for like half the night. Then we're gonna go to another bar. Says the wrong thing, over and over and over again. Like literally, like trying to get turned down at yeah. this point. Like walking up to girls, being like, Hey, why'd you wear that? <laughs> Literally, like, not like to the point where you're gonna get hit in the face, yeah, but like yeah. just being like rude and then like trying to dig yourself out the hole. Yeah, if you do that for long enough, eventually you're gonna be like, you're gonna get so used to getting turned down that you won't care if you get turned down, right? So now you're gonna be fearless. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like you're throwing a kid into the jungle, yeah. It's like he's gonna, his upbringing is gonna be a little bit different or whatever because he's gone through the trenches and all yeah. that kind of stuff, you know. So just like little stuff like that, like, it's not like, you know, it's not like Hitch. Yeah. It's more like confidence. Here's it's how more confidence, confidence building, right? Yeah, 100. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. That's yeah. so dope. Yeah, it's my little uh, <laughs> it's, it's side hustle. My little charity yeah. to humanity. <laughs> hey, yeah, everyone's yeah. got philanthropic efforts, right? Hmm? Everyone's got philanthropic efforts. This is yours. Yeah, you gotta give back. Yeah, I just, I just see. It's weird. I see like these little holes, like like these little niches that I'm like, oh, I could. Uh, <laughs> you can yeah. infiltrate this, this yeah, niche. Yeah. Let's, yeah, smart. That's mm-hmm. dope. All right, cool. All right. I think we're gonna end it off here. Yeah, it was uh, it was good having you, man. That was an insightful conversation. Yeah, that was. Yeah, no <laughs> that problem. Was really fun. All right, yo. It's been another episode of New Brew Podcast. Thanks for listening. Peace, Peace guys. Hey.